there was a point in my life where I was really just focused on calories. Like I think most people kind of get into that realm of like, oh, if I could just eat X amount of calories and burn X amount of calories a day, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be fine. Like that's that's the key to being healthy. And I realized like maybe there's more to it than that because it's not just about the calories that you eat. It's about how you feel. Like you could be eating the same amount of like food versus somebody else, but like different foods and you're gonna feel completely different. And the one thing that I think really messes people up is again they're so focused on the numbers the calories the finding the perfect macro balance and it's like what if you just started paying attention to how you feel learning how to listen to my body and trust that it's going to give me the right signals if i actually paid attention to it is when the entire game changed for me like i would actually say that you know my performance in the gym is a lot better my sleep is a lot better my hormones are a lot better and i really do contribute that to being just less stressed about food all day What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Cool Ass People Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Heek. And on today's episode, I got the honor of interviewing Emily Vasquez here with Emmy's Yummies. And so I've actually followed her for a couple years now, and I've always appreciated her messages because she is a licensed intuitive eating dietitian that typically focuses on women's health. But I do feel like her message can transcend to whoever is listening. And that's to start listening to your body and not necessarily focusing on hard numbers like your caloric intake or pounds on a scale. And so in this episode, we got to address some controversial topics, you know, one of them being the impacts of dieting, and that's for male and female, especially from a female perspective with hormones. And also we address, you know, how dieting has evolved. Because in my lifetime, I've seen a lot of different shenanigans from like, Weight Watchers point counting to some, you know, cardboard protein bars. And so Emily brings us back to the basics of how we should start just listening to your body and your intuition and not necessarily, you know, getting stuck on the small things. Also, if you can create these basic habits, you'll start to unlock the ultimate level of happiness and find a balanced diet that your body will actually respond better to than if you were to be so hard on yourself. And I don't feel like we hear these messages enough nowadays, so it's nice to hear it from a licensed dietitian herself. So please help me in welcoming Emily Vasquez here with Emmy's Yummies on Cool Ass People Podcast. I was kind of curious really about where your journey began is like, how did you become, or when did you know you wanted to become like a dietitian? Like, how did that all start? Yeah, oh, that's a great question. So honestly, if you had asked me like 10 years ago if I'd be a dietitian, I probably would have never even thought of it. So yeah, my, my journey to becoming a dietitian really became, really came from my childhood, childhood experience of having issues with food myself. I literally, I think I grew up knowing nothing about nutrition or like the body um, until I started to struggle with my relationship with food. So I, a little backstory, when I was younger, like maybe like 13 years old, you know, you, you start thinking like, you know, how can I like lose a little bit of weight? Like there's a lot of issues of like body image issues, especially as a young female. And so I kind of went down that rabbit hole of a lot of the misinformation on Google mm-hmm. and kind of developed my own just issues with food for a long time. So I think that having gone through that rough history with like an eating disorder growing up, it opened my eyes to like the power of nutrition and how a lot of women kind of really do struggle with, you know, body image, the relationship with food, all from the media. So I was like, I want to be a dietitian. I want to be somebody who can inspire and educate 
people and specifically women, but like just overall people, um, how to live a healthy, balanced life without restriction or, you know, obsession that I feel like is so prevalent these days. I, I love what you represent as far as like the counterculture too, because I, I do feel like it's so often that people look at magazines and different things and it's like aspire to be these people who maybe aren't necessarily making the right steps in your diet. And I do feel like once you start making these steps, you start noticing a difference in like your baseline and how you feel like every day. And this starts to trickle down into like your mental state. But I just love whenever you start to create a leniency with yourself in a way, you know, and I feel like that's I'm constantly sending your uh, your reels to people because I'm like, hey, like, listen to what she's saying here, because it doesn't matter. Like as long as holistically you're doing your diet is like which we'll break down in a little bit, as long as holistically you're aiming towards a certain diet. There are times, yes, where you can have a cheat meal and it's not going to like kill you. You know, like even my brother messaged me last night was like, dude, I'm about to eat a whole medium pizza and I feel like I'm going to gain all the weight back that I just lost. And he's been on a great journey. This is very recent. And so I'm like, it's really not a big deal. I told him, I'm like, I'm interviewing this amazing licensed dietitian today who talks about intuitive eating. And I just love that it's more about listening to yourself and not necessarily what people are saying around you. So I was just kind of curious a little bit also, what made you start to transition and be aware of your diet? At what point were you like, okay, I want to take charge of this? Because this is a recent thing for me. Although I've been eating a lot for years, I've actually started to hone myself in as far as like the quality of ingredients that I'm eating. What in your head started to change? I'm curious is like, where do you, do you feel like it started noticing what kind of ingredients I'm eating? Or is there like a time that you can locate? I would actually say it's, it's evolved quite a bit. Like mm. I think um, there was a point in my life where I was really just focused on calories. Like I think most people kind of get into that realm of like, oh, if I could just eat X amount of calories and burn X amount of calories a day, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be fine. Like that's, that's the key to being healthy. And I realized like maybe there's more to it than that because it's not just about the calories that you eat. It's about how you feel. Like you could be eating the same amount of like food versus somebody else, but like different foods and you're going to feel completely different. And, you know, this is kind of why I kind of like went down that rabbit hole of nutrition too, of like understanding like how we actually, how our bodies actually respond to the foods that we give it. And the one thing that I think really messes people up is again, they're so focused on the numbers, the calories, the finding the perfect macro balance. And it's like, what if you just started paying attention to how you feel? Mm -hmm. Like if you paid attention to how are you sleeping? How does your gut feel? How does your, how is your energy throughout the day? You wouldn't need to be so stressed about the calories in versus calories out. And just like trying to spend your entire life focused on like this end goal when it's like, let's think about something that's going to be more sustainable, right? Like, Nobody's saying in the intuitive eating space to never eat um, a fruit or vegetable. We're not saying to eat cookies all day either. <laughs> it's about finding a balance, right? Of like what's going to work the best for you and like how do you want to feel each day? So when I really started to feel like to kind of shift my focus away from stressing about the calories or like macros to learning how to listen to my body and trust that it's going to give me the right signals if I actually paid attention to it is when the entire game changed for me. Like I would actually say that, you know, my performance in the gym is a lot better. My sleep is a lot better. My hormones are a lot better. And I really do contribute that to being just less stressed about food all day. Mm, that's so well put. And I, like I said, I just love how you have this outlook on things. And I do constantly send your videos to people because I'm like, just please, Tuck these like 
terrible thoughts behind you and like really start to hone in on, I feel like whenever I break down how I feel, it's kind of like a combination of like trust and faith. And I feel like trust is more of a present thing and faith is more in the future. Like I can trust that my body's going to perform once I start taking these mental notes. And then I have faith like in the future, like once I start taking these steps and you start showing up for yourself, then it's like, okay, I know that my body's eventually going to like evolve into what I want it to be. This is coming from a man's perspective. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because I'm so intrigued that you are like women focused, correct? Mm. So that's something that I, I try to fully understand. And me and my wife have a lot of conversations because if I try to diagnose her with my diet, like we would <laughs> she laughs and makes fun of me because she knows how much I constantly eat or how much, you know, what I'm eating. And so I have really tried to take note and understand that and be aware of her hormones and everything. And so a controversial topic that I wanted to talk to you about, and I know everyone's body is different, but intermittent fasting is something that a lot of people are like really focused on, you know, that I hear about right now. What's your opinion on like, because I've heard from Mindy Pels and some other authors and people like that. What's your opinion on like intermittent fasting? Oh, that's a great one. So I'm not a fan um, for specifically women Mm -hmm. because of the hormone thing, right? Like we're not, we're not small men, you know, we don't, our hormones are completely different. Um, We're not on a 24 hour cycle with our, with our hormones. And so I've seen so many women kind of get into this, this habit of like skipping breakfast or, you know, delaying that fasting window. And what I tend to see with the clients that I work with is period issues, period loss, Mm -hmm. um, or heavy periods, just a lot of hormone imbalances because when you, you know, typically when you're sleeping, you're not eating, right? So like you're going between eight to 12 hours without food. Um, let's say you throw in an early morning workout on top of that. Like you're spiking your cortisol, your cortisol, your cortisol levels are already high in the morning. And then you add in a stressful, intense workout on top of that in combination with the not eating and like maybe drinking coffee, Mm. your, your cortisol levels are just skyrocketing (laughs) through the roof all morning long. And when our cortisol is elevated, we're not going to be producing progesterone and estrogen in the right balance. And, you know, eventually this can actually tank your thyroid hormones. Mm -hmm. And so it's super important that we send the signal to our bodies as women that we have enough food. Energy is not scarce. We don't have to continue to produce cortisol to keep our body feeling safe. Um, Because again, cortisol is the stress hormone. Our bodies think that we're under a lot of stress. Um, And so eating, especially, you know, a balance of protein, carbs, and fats um, in the morning is going to help to dampen that cortisol response um, and continue to provide your body with energy. So our bodies don't think that we're like, we're in a famine. Mm. I like personally, I eat at like 530 in the morning, which I know some people (laughs) think this is super controversial, but like you said, I work out really, really early in the morning and I feel so hungry on the way there that if I didn't work out, I feel fatigued in my Mm -hmm. workout. So what are some examples as far as like just some quick snacks in the morning that you typically go to, or Mm -hmm. I'm just curious about maybe dive into a little bit of your daily routine as what you're, as far as what you're eating or. Yeah. So I do like to work out in the morning. I think it just gives me a lot more energy for my day. Um, I'm big on, like, I obviously don't want to work out with like a heavy meal in my stomach. So like, (laughs) 
I'm all about just getting something in quick that's going to be easy to easy to digest, like a simple carb. So, you know, rice cakes, a piece of toast, so some cereal, some energy bites, something, just a quick carbohydrate that you can get into your body um, so that, you know, it's not sitting in your stomach. You don't feel it, especially if you're doing something like strength training or running. Um, and maybe just a little protein, too, to kind of like not just continue to spike your blood sugar. Um, so I do like a little like a little bit of a protein shake, a little bit of iced coffee kind of together. And I'll do something like a quick carb. Um, even like dates or like a half a half a banana would be great. And so you're you're just giving your body that fuel to perform better, to not be spiking your cortisol and then having breakfast after. So that's that's what I like to do. And um, as far as my morning routine, like I said, I'll, I'll kind of get up. I will make myself some some warm tea to kind of just not start the day off with coffee. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people do that. <laughs> um, so I do, I do try to hydrate first, um, put some minerals in my water, have my little pre-workout snack, head to the gym. And then um, I, I, I'm really big into strength training. I think that most people would really benefit from strength training um, just from like an overall metabolic standpoint. So I, I do that a couple days a week come back, have breakfast, start my day. Um, that's kind of how I roll. Yeah, I'm similar. I like to, I know you're talking about spiking your blood sugar. Mine might not be as, I like to have an English muffin with a little bit of peanut butter on my, okay. And I do add a little honey. So it's like, I know the sugar, I used to drink pre-workout like five o'clock in the morning, like bam, my wife was like, and you wonder why you're so triggered all day. Yeah, me, me in college, like literally just pre-workout. Just like, bam. Oh. She has helped me come a long way because I was like, oh, okay, like that's why I just ignored a lot of symptoms throughout the day mm. until now. Like I was just like, if something irritated me really quickly, like it's fine. But really, if you like start to get in tune with your body and understand like, okay, you've already spiked your cortisol levels. You've already done all these things that stress your body out. It's just your body being in fight or flight mode without being set off without you even realizing it and mm -hmm. you're not even setting yourself up for success. Mm -hmm. And so, it's, okay, by making these small changes, I'm like, okay, I feel so much better and so much more calm. That's more important, I would say, arguably to focus on. It's like, how do you feel? Like, do mm -hmm. you feel good? Do you feel like your performance is great? Like, how do you feel like just like in your body? Like, I mean, I, I think so many people get, get so focused on like the metrics without thinking mm -hmm. about just like what what your goal should be. Exactly, exactly. And once you start to raise your baseline and show up for yourself, then you're like, oh, shit. Like, there is a better way of feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you typically do for, like, your lunches and stuff? Because like, I noticed that your page has really evolved from – it's a lot about you now, but I know that before it was a lot about what you were making. Mm -hmm. And I loved your pictures and your ingredients. And you were constantly, like, if I was ever stuck in a rut of, like, okay, what do I need to make? I could flip through your profile and be like, oh, this is, like – it's all aesthetically super pleasing, but it all looks super delicious. So mm -hmm. what is like a go-to for just some of your lunches? Mm -hmm. Well, you've been following me for a long time because that was, that was back in the day when I was like recipe creating and stuff. Um, yeah, so I mean, I honestly like with my work being an entre entrepreneur, I try to keep things simple. Like I don't like to or to complicate things. So I'm big on, um, I, I do like crock pot chicken every single week. I feel like mm -hmm. it's just super simple and like it lasts me like all week. So if I want to make like a sandwich, I can like put the chicken on there. Or like if I want to make like, a sweet potato bowl, I'll just do that. And I mean, you, I dress it up. Like there's some days I want to do like guac with it or hummus or just like a fun dressing. Um, so I'm, I'm super big on, you know, having chicken or salmon or some kind of ground beef um, as like my protein in bulk. And then I will have something either like sweet potatoes or some kind of like squash, like butternut squash, mm. some rice. Um, I always have bread. Like I always post that I have like my daily toast. Um, I love to have something, either a sandwich or avocado toast. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I do try to mix things up because I don't like to be so so much of a creature of habit, but I always have even like roasted veggies on hand, like um, roasted Brussels sprouts, roasted broccoli. Um, trying to think what else. Yeah, no, like I said, I, I think I change it up quite a bit, um, but I think that's the point. Like, I think it's, it's fun to be able to not be such a nutrition, like, I don't even know, like the appropriate word to say, but like, just I'm gonna say like, snob or yeah, something. like a, like a food police. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, you don't have to eat chicken, rice and broccoli, mm-hmm. like as your, as your meal prep every week. Like how freaking boring, like that sounds, who would want to do that to himself? Like, it sounds like you hate yourself. So <laughs> I like to have like the foods that I enjoy to eat and just like change it up as I, as I please. So I don't know if that really answered your question, but I don't, I don't really do like a lot of recipes anymore just because it's like I live alone and I don't want to eat the same recipe every single day. So I just try to like get as creative as I can. I will say I do eat out quite a bit because I think that's also a part of having a healthy relationship with food is Mm -hmm. like, you know, if a friend asked me to go get like some poke in the middle of the day, like I should be able to say yes or, you know, tacos or whatever it may be. So I'm super big on like, again, what's going to be the most sustainable for you long term. Like you shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't feel like you have to say no to those things because you have to be so like, quote unquote, perfect with everything. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of leads me to my next question that I'm curious about, because you do say you have like roasted vegetables on hand. Uh, so what is it that you do to keep like vegetables on hand and stuff like that? Do you have like a routine of when you cook or like, how does that work? I will say because I work from home, it makes it super Mm. simple Um, because if I do have like an hour break and I need to like batch in the middle of the week, like I can. Um, But I would say for like most people, I think having just a day where you can like batch it. um, I will say, though, for like food safety reasons to not like. I think it's good to have at least a day in the middle of the week where you kind of prep for like the rest of the week because mm-hmm. I think sometimes people are like, oh, I'm going to make like chicken on Saturday and that's going to be good until next Friday. And it's oh, like, no. okay, that's going to be gross by then. So try to eat it up before then. Um, but I do think I, I do like to uncomplicate my life. And so if I'm making dinner and I want to have extra like veggies, I'll just make a bunch of veggies. So like I kind of just do it as I go. And so like if I'm ever making a dinner throughout the week where I just want to have extras for, like the next couple of days, I'll do it like that. Just so it's like I'm not spending so much time on a certain day every single week. But I know everybody's different. Everybody rolls differently. That's kind of what works for me. Um, just because, again, I if I do want to go out to eat, I don't have to feel like, oh, I have to like eat this up type mm. of thing. I'm curious. We've kind of already broken down your breakfast and lunch. Uh, I'm kind of curious, like, what are some of your go-tos for dinner? Yeah, I mean, actually, I would say I approach dinner in kind of a similar way. Um, I do like to get a little bit more creative just because it's like, you know, you're done with work and you have, like, more time to think. Um, I love salmon. Mm-hmm. So if I can do, like, so many different things with salmon, um, I love, like, I actually recently made these, like, teriyaki bowls. So it's mm. like you have, like, the salmon, like, wild-caught salmon from Whole Foods. I'll do, like, roasted Brussels sprouts or roasted broccoli. Those are, like, my favorites to roast. Mm. I just love it, like, with garlic. Um, there's so much you can do with that. And then, like, I'll just get, like, some jasmine rice, cook that up, and then put, like, this teriyaki sauce all over it. And, like, there's, like, these, like, seaweed snacks that you even see, like, that viral, mm. like, uh, sushi bowl. And so yes. I, it's kind of, like, my take on that. Um, that is, like, that's, like, one of my go-tos. But I do love sweet potatoes, so I do try to do things with that. Um I'm really, I actually been into like pastas too, but I will say that Trader Joe's, I go there a lot because they have just super easy, like raviolis and things like that. So I'm kind of like a little bit lazy when it comes to dinner, just because (laughs) it's like, sometimes you just want to like eat Mm -hmm. after like a long day. It's like, I don't want to like 
sit there and like think of like this 20 page recipe to like put together. So I try to, again, uncomplicate my life. And, um, that's typically like what I'll do. I just, I do try to get creative. I'm also half Mexican. So I'll do like tacos sometimes or like enchiladas, um, just because it's like comfort food to me. I really like your approach and that totally brings to light my overthinkingness. I was curious now that we've talked a little bit about, you know, ingredients and what you typically eat. You talked a little bit about your clientele earlier. Like how many people are you typically dealing with throughout the week? Or like, what is that like with your job? What is a day in life like for you? Mm-hmm. So I I had like originally been working with one-on-one clients um, for like the longest time, which I, I still do. I still take on one-on-one clients. Um, I would say like if I had to think about the best way to describe my job, I'm kind of like a nutrition therapist because, again, mm-hmm. we're really focusing on mental health, that relationship with food. So definitely people who struggle with like restricting or binging or just not having a healthy mindset when it comes to food and their bodies and exercise. Um, so I do have certain days of the week where I just see one on one clients over Zoom um, that takes like a like a bulk of my day. Um, but I also recently started a group program as well, um, mm-hmm. specifically for women who have been kind of in that same path for a long time of like, they don't know how to trust their bodies because they've either been, you know, dieting forever, been tracking macros. Um, maybe they struggle with binging and just kind of feeling out of control of food. And so I created a group program specifically for women who struggle with that. And so I do run that a couple times a year of like, just like the 16 week program. And so, um, right now I do my group, my group calls, um, twice a week. And so I have a group program where there's just like a group of like five to 10 women in that group. And I love it. Like I love being able to help um, on a larger scale. And as far as like the other days of the week, I do a lot of content creation because it's just a part of the job. I I would say it's not something I get paid for, but it's like people aren't going to find me if I don't you know, market on Instagram or YouTube or whatever it may be. So I do spend a lot of like time on just like social media, engaging with potential clients or even just like my followers, because I think that even if I never get to work with these people, it's like, I do just want to help. Like, I do feel like that has, that's like my purpose here. Like Mm -hmm. I just want to help people. Um, so that is just something that I do outside of seeing clients and it's a hustle for sure, but it's a, I prefer it over the nine to five, even if I work 24 seven. So (laughs) no, that's, let me just say for the record that your editing is getting like amazing. I love how effortless your posts come out as like, it's that's a constant struggle with me because I do still have like the nine to five thing going on. Mm-hmm. So it's like cons- creating consistently is really difficult. But I do like I see some people as they're coming up and I now that I'm getting further into editing, I start to appreciate like whenever I look at someone's videos, I'm like, damn, that was good. And you're on that list because I'm like your editing's getting really good. Sometimes it looks like people have like companies working with them, you know, mm-hmm. and you're getting to that level. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, wow. It's just me. It's just you. <laughs> just oh, me. What do you, uh, I mean, you don't have to get too far into like software or whatever, but what do you typically use for like your editing? If you don't mind me asking. Like, like reels and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I use, there's a app called CapCut. Okay. CapCut, um, that's yeah, a, it's super simple. Yeah. Like I, I've used, I've used that actually for YouTube videos. Um, just mm. like, I feel like it's just super simple, but yeah, it's uh, Instagram's become a game. So yeah. you have to have something to, to edit those things. You're killing it. And I've, and to see your viewership growing and like your videos pop really hard. I'm just super props on that. I've really loved seeing your growth and not to sound weird. I have followed you for a, a while now. Um, I've just there, I've just drawn your messages early on. Be, I really enjoy what you represent as far as counterculture. I'm curious about, do you have any like goals in your mind that you're trying to achieve as far as I don't know, whether it's fitness or whether it's like 
a certain amount of clientele or I guess like I'm somebody I just I feel like for so long I've been so goal oriented where like you know I'm like I'm trying to grow my business I'm trying to um, you know, live on my own. I'm trying to do all these things. And I think one of my, one of my goals right now is just to be more in the present because I feel mm. like for much of my early twenties, I've just been hustle. It's been hustle. Like since I started my business back in 2020 till now, I feel like I didn't have the typical, like, I guess, growing up experience that a lot of young 20 year olds have. And I do think I do pride myself on that because I feel like it's gotten to me, gotten me where I have been today. Um, but I think like one of my biggest goals, just like from, you know, I'm 26 now for like, at least until I'm 30 and 40, like, I just want to like be more in the present mm. while still continuing to, you know, serve the people that I want to serve. Obviously it'd be great to still, you know, grow in like the social media space or like whatever. But if I can just help like the people that I'm already helping and further, like, I think that would be just, again, that, that fulfills me more than anything. So like, it's not about like, you know, how much money I'm making or how many mm. clients I get to serve. It's like, can I just make an impact mm. no matter what that looks like? And I feel like that's, that's where my priorities are right now. Like I said, this is my overthinkingness going <laughs> in. Cause I, a lot of times it's easy to focus on the goals and not enjoy, you know, the journey and when you're doing things, what are some things that we can do to just be more present? Like whenever you say that, what is it that you do that? I mean, I will say, I, I say this and then obviously I have my days like everybody else yeah, is like, where sure. like, I'm just like losing my mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I doing with my life? Um, honestly, like I just, I've learned to kind of just trust mm. that things are going to work for me if I'm consistent. Um, I think so many people get kind of discouraged whenever it comes to like setting a goal and they don't see the immediate reward of like, because again, we live in that hustle culture of like, you know, you want that immediate reward. You want the, you want the followers, you want the likes, you want the money like right away. And it's like, things will come if you just give it time and patience and you trust and you stay true to whatever kind of goals or values that you have. So it's been one of those, just like the games of being an entrepreneur of like, you know, I know what I want. I know what the people that I want to serve. And like, I've had bad months. I've had good months. And through all this process, I've learned to just like stay the course. So something that I think it's just having faith. Again, I'm not really much of a spiritual person or I should say like a religious person, but I'm definitely more spiritual. Like I have faith that things are going to work out in my favor. Now, obviously in the world that we live in, it's kind of hard to like be like that. So I, I definitely have had to prioritize my mental health, um, especially this past year with like, not putting more on my plate than I can actually handle, which again, you know, when you work for yourself and you're only working for yourself, it's like you have so many things to do. But I found that I actually get things done better if I have at least one to two days of the week where I don't, I'm not taking calls. I'm just focused on how can I catch up on me so that I can better serve whatever I'm trying to do, like wh the people that I'm trying to serve. Because if I put too much on my plate where I'm just constantly burnt out, like, I can't give anymore. Mm -hmm. So I do think that prioritizing just boundaries with like work or whatever, even if you're really passionate about something to make time for yourself, to make time for just grounding throughout the day, even if it's just 30 minutes, like give yourself space for you so that you can come back better. I think that's a good point because slowing down is literally one of the hardest things to do nowadays. Mm -hmm. It's, it is just like a constant, like back and forth, back and forth. And how can I get ahead? And like also, playing the comparing game, which is something that I personally didn't realize I did a lot. And like you said earlier, it's a process, you know, mm -hmm. and there's never going to be a day where I'm like, okay, I'm done. 
I've grown. <laughs> yeah, like I'm complete. Like, yeah, no, it's, I think it's, I always, I've really been thinking about too, like the law of attraction. It's like you, if you, I don't know how to like best describe this. I'm sure a lot of people know it, but it's like, if you smile at somebody, you're going to get a smile back. And if you mm -hmm. can do that, like throughout the day, like whatever you put out in the world is like what you're going to receive. And so if you're putting out manic energy because you're not taking care of yourself, like that is what you're going to get back in return, you know? So I think like in order for you to kind of show up authentically and to just see more of the world in a positive lens, like you have to take care of yourself first or else mm -hmm. you're not going to want to, you know, smile at people or like you're, you're not going to have the energy to give more. So I think prioritizing that could be really helpful. This is the reason why I loved having you on. There's something about your effortlessness and just the authenticity that you bring to the table. And I know being on social media, I feel like I know you, even though this is like our first time <laughs> meeting. Thank you for coming on. And like, this has been exactly what I hoped it would be. And I hope that I'm going to send this to a lot of my family and friends. And I want them to be able to understand that there are ways to approach diet that aren't necessarily calorie counting. And also just to stay true to yourself, which is, I think, your overall message and something that we don't get enough of nowadays, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. This was great. And I'm, again, you know, all ears for like, we definitely talk about nutrition more, like yeah. whatever it may be. I feel like that's a, a rabbit hole for another episode. For sure. I don't know if you want to tell the listeners where they can find you at. Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm at Emmy's Yummies. It's exactly how it sounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. E-M-M-Y-S. Uh, yummies. So <laughs> yeah, we're just going to go with that. And um, that's usually where people find me. And I also have a YouTube channel as well. So thank you so much yes yes